0: Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry.
1: Hey,
0: ladies. Does my mascara, is it running? You know, we're on YouTube now, and I have been laughing. I just cannot stop laughing over the topic that we have today. And it's about laughter. It's about comedy. It's about humor. And I've had other past guests on that are comedians, but this person is extra close to my heart. Why is that? Because he's an evangelist and a comedian. I tell you, there's nothing better when you put the two together. I want to introduce you to Comedian Nazareth, who's on our show. Thank you, sir, for coming on.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Good to be with
0: you. I'm so glad to have you with us. And, uh, you know, we did in part one, ladies, you got to go back and listen to part one. Um, we talked about Nazareth, his, um, his life, some of his books, um, but we left it at a really exciting moment. We left at that moment of that part one show where he started to share about he was going to run the L.A. Marathon. He was smoking. He was doing coke. And then there he saw Muhammad Ali. Now, hang on, ladies, before we get there, I want you to know who you're listening to. You are listening to comedian Nazareth, who has literally spoken to hundreds of thousands of people through events. He's been on national television. And I want you to listen to the first show so you can hear his full bio. But he's an award-winning comedian. Over 40 million people have heard him. And not only that... He has witnessed and seen first-time commitments inside a prison. Now, ladies, you know how I feel about that, as well as he's seen them at his events. So we're going to talk about how he ties that together. Um, And he's the author of several books and also a host of a nightly show. Now, I'm going to mention it now, and I'm going to mention it at the end because I want to make sure you ladies get it. He's on Facebook Live, Comedian Nazareth, and every night at 8.30 Pacific Time, he's on and he's starting to lift our hearts, and boy... Do we need that right now during COVID? Do we need it during this crazy election time, um, a politics, everything else? Just tune in, ladies, and have some fun. You know what the best thing about it? It's clean humor. It's good. Your kids can listen in, too. Everybody can be laughing together because laughter bonds people together. We talked about his first book um, that he had written. Um, I'm sorry, not first book, but he, we talked about one of his books on the first show, and it's called... Can you remind me how it goes? Daddy?
1: You're so funny, Daddy. Learning how to communicate with your children using humor. But it also applies to moms and grandmoms as well.
0: Yep, yep. Learning how to communicate with your children using humor, ladies. Now, I'm not very funny, naturally, so this book is really helpful. So I encourage you all to get it, too. Shelly and Ben, watch out. I'm going to start to use some of this humor in our conversations. But again, Comedian Nazareth, thank you for coming on. Now, here we are at the L.A. Uh, race, you're getting ready, you're a smoker, you're using coke, you see Muhammad Ali, what happened next?
1: Well, I, yeah, I, I thought I would run two miles of the 26.2, and then every year I would do, two, you know, two more, uh, but, you know, because I had to smoke in between. But then, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so that night before, I'm a, you know, we're doing a carbo load in L.A., and Muhammad Ali is sitting at the table next to me now. I like Joe Fraser. I love Joe Fraser. His son goes to prison with me. But after that, before, because I wasn't a Christian when I did the first marathon. So I, you know, Muhammad Ali shakes my hand, squeezes it, and he goes, you're going to finish this? I go, yes, sir. He goes, no. Are you going to finish this? I go, yes, I will finish it. And then I went home and I was miserable. and like, I promised Muhammad Ali I'm going to finish the race. <laughs> so the next morning I went in, I watched what other people are doing and I smoked my last cigarette. And I ran for two, then four, and then at five, my lungs were like, what are you doing? What are... We didn't we didn't agree on this. And then I get to the 10 miles, and people go, it's downhill from here. Then I get to the 22 miles, and this homeless, beautiful lady, she goes, oh, honey, you're going to finish this. You can't uh, not finish it. So I made it to the finish line and sat there. My toes weren't even looking at me. They're like the the other direction. And then I asked myself the question I would love every. I would love every listener or someone watching to ask that question. It's like, what do I want to do in life that if I never get paid for it, I will do it to the best of my ability?
0: Repeat that question again. I want my listeners to make sure they heard that.
1: What is it that I want to do in life that if I never get paid for it, I will still do it to the best of my ability? That means money is not the motivation for it. And for me, it was comedy. Next day, I signed up at a, a comedy club in uh, in the Valley in Los Angeles, and I've been on stage for the last 30 years since.
0: Wow! And it's
1: the best. Yeah. So, uh, and I was not a Christian, so I have to share this. Uh, you know, uh, later on, as a comedian, I was doing dirty comedy and all that. NBC was wanting to write a sitcom for me and all that. And then a comedian invited me to church. I found exactly what I was looking for. It was Jesus Christ. It filled that emptiness, and I was single at the time. I was single, and I, and I said, "Okay." I said, "Okay, Lord, I promise you, I'm not gonna watch pornography. I'm not gonna date. I'm not gonna touch a woman. I'm not gonna lie to a woman. I'm not gonna live with a woman without being married to her. I'm not gonna do any of that. I just want you to find me the right mate. You you know more girls than I do, so I'll make you that deal, but." I want a beautiful wife with a rich father that memorized the whole Bible. (laughs) That was the deal I made with God. People say, don't make deals with God. You can make deals with God if you, but you got to keep your part of the deal because God, you know, God is truth and he wants to, he'll honor his part if I honor mine. And I did, I honored my truth. I didn't do anything. I said, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to date. I'm just going to go around. And that's when I started going to prison with Chuck Colson because as a Secular comedian or a mainstream comedian, I could go to what we call hell Gig, which is a you know a bar in the middle of Joshua Tree or somewhere mm-hmm. in the desert, and there's two or three drunk people or four, and you can try new material. You can do you know new material and see if it works or not, and then when it's great, you go to the big clubs and do it. So if the drunks are it.
0: laughing at it, you know you got to hit.
1: Oh, you're gonna hit. <laughs> so when I quit, you know, doing that. I I quit com. I literally quit comedy, but a week later, my pastor said, hey, can you do comedy for church? I said, no. It was 1992. I said, that's from the devil. He goes, no. God created humor. Satan perverted it, and he said, and that, when I prayed, I knew right there that God wants me to use my comedy for his glory, for the kingdom, for, for bringing people to know him, for encouraging people. So I said, okay, I will do it. And then I go, well, where can I try my new materials? And here comes Chuck Colton, who a, was who's a big fan of my comedy. And they said, they reached out and they said, okay, we, uh, we want you to come to prisons with us. And that's what we do. We bring a comedian, an athlete, uh, an ex-combe, and then uh, and a musician. And then we do uh, an event. And I knew that there's power in laughter. Yes. There's power. You, power. Laughter will lower people's guards. Mm-hmm. I said, yes. So I started going to prisons. And I started trying my material. And when a death row inmate laughs at your joke, it's a good one. It's a good one. Because they don't have to. They don't have to do anything. And they laugh. And then you get to share the gospel with them. I'm like, this is great. So for about a few years, three years, we. but I'll tell you what, Chuck, I love women's prison. I, I love women's prison more than men because women are straightforward in prison. Yes. I kill them. They deserve it. If I get the chance to do it again, I'm going to do it again.
0: Okay, so this is what we need to do. I'm on the speaking circuit with Prison Fellowship Ministries going around to the women's prisons. I'm going to call you next time and see if I can get you to come in with me. Wouldn't that be fun? I,
1: I would love to. Men would love prison, men are, And uh, on the other side, men in prison are like, man, it's not my fault. I came from a dysfunctional family. I'm innocent. I go, come on, man. My mom, I grew up in Kuwait. My mom never breastfed me. She threw me under a goat. How about that? <laughs> Uh, but Mother's Day, I go to the penitentiary. Mom, ah, uh, I mean, it's funny, <laughs> but I love, I I love going to prison to be able to see and you know because when you when you're at when you're in prison and what like, you know you you know what all these things that people uh, lie to themselves about. I don't need Jesus. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can I can do good works and all that. When you're in prison, you can't do any of that, so you know. You hit bottom and you need Jesus.
0: You know, they're real, they're raw, they're open. They love laughter because prison is so depressing. So, amen, and thank you so much for going into prisons. Ladies, if you're just listening... my name is Shugbury, and this is Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics, and we have comedian Nazareth on with us today. We're talking about humor and the importance of it in our lives, um, and he just got done sharing a little bit about going into prisons and sharing the gospel with Chuck Colson and Prison Fellowship Ministries. But he started it talking about his wife and praying. Yeah. What happened after that?
1: Well, when I made the deal with the Lord, I said, okay, I want a beautiful wife, rich father, memorize the whole Bible, and I promise you no pornography, no day lying to women, no living. And the first year came in, and there was nobody. Nobody nobody asked me. I didn't find anybody else. I said, you know what, Lord? She doesn't have to have a rich father. Just beautiful. And the New Testament is fine with me. Uh, the next year, nothing. Nobody. No date. I said, you know what, Lord? Uh, I'm starting to lose hair. It's painful on the man. I said, you know what, Lord? You don't have to be beautiful. just okay. And the book of John is fine with me. Because that's how singles start compromising when, when God's timing is different. And then the third year, I started gaining weight. And man, we gain it right here. And when I started erasing my paper and my phone messages without touching it, I'm like, okay, uh, you know, you get a phone. Pizza hot, I didn't call you. My fat called you. Uh, well, while you're at it, make it a lot. Before you hurry up. I'm like I'm getting weight. Okay, Lord, John, be sixteen. Bring her over. I'll witness to her. And that was my prayer. In the third year, John, you know, just bring anybody. Away. I wait. You know, just send anyone. And I was waiting for God to send me uh, someone where I'm at, where I'm doing comedy, or meet him at a, you know, at the church. But then my dad was dying at that time. Uh, he was living with me in, uh, in Newport, and he said, son, when I die, would you do me a favor? I said, Yes. He said, would you go to Israel for me? I said, sure. He said, would you go to the Gaza Strip for me? I said, no, I'm not going to go to the Gaza Strip, the southern part of Israel. Uh, he goes, well, I have a house there. I want to change it into your mom's name and your name, you know, and your brother's. I said, okay. So when my dad passed away, I flew into Tel Aviv. I was the most miserable passenger on that plane. Mm-hmm. I was I was touring with the Righteous Brothers. I was Things were doing great, and then I'm sitting I'm going, why am I going there? Why am I have to spend the next, you know, 10 days or 20 days there? So I flew in, I get to the Gaza Strip, and then my cousin, who's an atheist, picked me up, and he said, I need to go introduce you to my uh, fiancé and her mom. So I go to, to you know, him to meet his fiancé and her mom, and her mom happened to be her husband, who died, who passed away three months ago, uh, before, he was my dad's best friend, and mm. they both died with two months. Mm. And I didn't know that. They don't know who I am. And then so his her sister comes in, and she has tickets to a concert. So we went to a concert went to dinner. At dinner, my cousin looks at me and goes, Naz, you look happy. What's wrong with you? I go, Jesus
0: <laughs> You look happy. What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> That's an evangelist kick in, like, okay, here we go. Yeah. So I said, you know what, Jesus is my life. I used to be like an old car that keeps breaking up. Breaking down now that I'm a Christian, I'm that same old car, but I'm married to a mechanic and I have AAA. God gave me a purpose, a reason to live, and all that. And my cousin got mad. He's like, "Don't listen to him. He's a born again Christian." Well, her sister just said, "Me too." Oh. I kid you not. I looked at her and she's a beautiful. She's a gorgeous woman. I said, "Would you like to marry me?" <laughs> I, I just said it, just came out of my mouth. I felt the Holy Spirit shaking me. I was like, "Would you like to marry me?" And she goes. I've been praying for a believer oh. to come to this side of the world for three years. Wow. Let me pray and fast for three days. I'll get back to you. Three days later, she came back. She goes, I'm starving. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> 24 years later, this woman is the, the godliest woman I know. Loves the Lord. She's in the Word every single day, praying for me. She's a great mom, tough mom, but loves the kids. And God answered my prayer. And for single people who are watching or listening, if you do it God's way, if you keep yourself pure and don't make an excuse just because, oh, I will never get married, this will never happen, you know, uh, God is able to, to do that. If it's His will, He has the right person, the right mate for you. Yes. And that's what happens. I love and that. Thank God.
0: How long have you been married?
1: 24 years, awesome. 24 years. August 10th was our 24th anniversary. And she's been having a hard time with the pandemic because my wife loves to shop. And uh, as a good husband, what happened when the pandemic happened, I went in her closet, picked all the dresses, you that she never wore or forgot she bought and put him in, the, in one room, and then I got all the shoes that she only wore once and forgot. I put them there. Then, you know, the days when she goes shopping, can't find anything, she goes to anthropology and gets those candles and soap, and, that. and I put him in between the clothes, put a price <laughs> tag on everything, put a sign on the downstairs bathroom that says dressing room, and then I slashed the prices by 50%. Ooh,
0: it's a sale.
1: And my wife couldn't be happier.
0: She's shopping whenever it. she wants to.
1: Yes you survived the pandemic
0: yeah I love it what a great what a great way to do that oh my goodness that's good humor I'm gonna have to maybe think about that and uh, try it <laughs> so um Nazareth I just am so excited to have you on here and you've written another book um, which is wonderful that says hope in 24 hours your situation can change for the better can you tell me a little bit about that book and why you even wrote it
1: oh uh, when I wrote it I wrote it because I knew a lot of people wake up at three, four in the morning, going, Oh no, the bank is gonna call. Oh no, I'm never gonna. My relationship is not gonna get better. Uh, oh no, I have the, uh, you know, the collection agency gonna call. Oh no, I, I know I'm gonna. The chemo is gonna be worse today. Uh, oh no, I might be sick you know all sometimes we we as christians even as christians we put scenarios how things are gonna get worse and i just wanted in that book i wanted to add hey can you add one more scenario maybe it's gonna get better god can you have to trust you have to have faith like a child in god that he's able to do above and beyond what you can imagine so why can't you add just one more thing and i just didn't it's not a name it's claiming. so i give I said one day I was single, twenty four hours later I'm planning a wedding. Mm -hmm. I said one day in two thousand seven and eight or nine, Bank of America, the devil, wasn't even gonna modify for me and I wasn't making any income as a comedian and I told the bank, Can you let me just pay ninety percent? I can only pay you ninety percent. I have to feed my family. And it didn't they wouldn't do it so they started charging and overcharging and penalties and interest on the charges. And I got the one, and I used to get up in the morning, like at 3, 4 in the morning, like, oh Lord, they're going to call today. I don't know what to do. Then one day a friend of mine called me, I've known for years. He goes, How are you doing, Nazareth? I go, I'm doing great. He goes, No, nope, that's not what God told me. Hmm. And you know how Christians, we take it sometimes, like, I go, What did God tell you? And they said, No, if you don't want to tell me, that's fine. But I want you to know, God put it in my heart to tell you, I checked tomorrow on FedEx. Wow. Don't call me back from the Lord. And I thought, you know, man, I was 75 in debt with Bank of America for my house. And I didn't want to do the short sale and all this. I wanted, I write, I did a contract with the bank. I'm an honor. I thought 1500 2000 It was $100,000. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: That day, I, I paid the bank. I paid my credit card in full, and I paid my the rest of my car payment. And in 24 hours, I was debt free.
0: Wow. Hope.
1: Story, a hope in 24 hours. Another story, my my daughter, my third daughter, when she was born, Tally. See, we had John, Newport Beach, and then Carol. And then seven years later, we have baby Tally which is Hebrew for oops.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> but, but she's a blessed oops, and we, you know, we, we, we love her. She was blue-eyed, beautiful, you know, very light complexion. People think I stole her. And then we're, you know, we took her to the pediatrician, uh, you know, and her face changed, you know uh-oh, there's something wrong with the heart. And go, wait a minute, what, what's wrong? She goes, I would take her to more of the shock hospital and have the cardiologist specialist look at it. So all night, all, all day, we're thinking, okay, Lord, why would you give us a child? And then, and then we get to the point right when we pulled into the hospital and said, you know what, it's okay, God. There's so many people who have children that they raise with it. Why are we any different? We, you know, you won't try us beyond what we can handle. We trust you, this is, uh, you know, will I accept it? So we went, and uh, the old uh, pediatrician, he just did all his stuff and came back, and he goes, here, go home. I go, what? what? He goes, she has nothing wrong with her heart. I go, but the pediatrician said, he goes, you want to believe the surgeon or the pediatrician? Wow, praise but, God. And we never went back, and she's she will be 13 in two days, and uh, praise God. A lot of stories. I have a lot of stories where God came through. One day, we're worried. The next day, God has a better solution than we ever imagined.
0: Amen. And so in that book, you encourage and you inspire and you help um, women and men, uh, you know, when they purchase this book, that they can see what God can do when we start to change our mindset. We might be thinking our life is going in one direction, but God has another plan for it to go in a different direction, all the more greater than we ever could expect or imagine.
1: And throughout the book, I share my story and how it makes people appreciate this country, what a great nation we live in, and, and how these opportunities. You know, I came to this country with nothing. I mean, you, you know, and now I'm doing exactly what I have to do. I'm blessed. I live in Southern California. God, you know, it's the American dream, but also my spiritual American dream. I came to this country spiritually poor, horribly poor spiritually, and now I'm so rich in Christ. So that's from rags to riches spiritually for me. So you know that book, I guarantee you, it will it will encourage your thoughts off and also make you proud to be an American and appreciate this country. So kids need to read it, you know, especially teens who are going to school now. They're not going to school now. You can't. You have to be six feet away from the other students. How can you pass with that when you're six feet away from the other students? You can't even see their answers.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that you can't cheat too easy when they're six feet away.
1: <laughs> so that's what, I'm, that's what the book is all about, encouraging people. And now we do our nightly show at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time called Life with Naz, where you can become the comedian, not me. Because I can be telling jokes for a while, but we're on show number 167 tonight, 167 hours together. But what happened is I started asking people like, hey, what's the worst name for a plumbing business? And people start thinking. They go, oh, Clara Fawcett, uh, the number <laughs> one and the number two business. And these are normal people that don't do comedy, and they're coming with the funny. And I get letters and uh, texts and uh, messages saying, you know what, I forgot about my depression for that hour. I see, some people say, I cry. I can't wait for this hour to be able to laugh because they feel funny because they're coming with funny stuff.
0: I can't stop just, thinking about answers for that. That's a great question. Um, how oh, can they find your Facebook Live that airs every night?
1: Every every week night at 8:30 p.m. Pacific on Facebook under Comedian Nazareth. Let's put Comedian Nazareth. It's my uh, fan page, and we come live at 8:30 p.m. every every week night, and it's a lot of laughter at the end of the show. We ask people. Hey, do you need any prayer? Is there anything? If it's private, let us know, or unspoken, let us know. And now we have people, if you go on the show and you watch, you'll say, hey, how is your mom doing? Did you go visit her? Mm. And so We yeah. started a community of people that, you know, they have depression, they have anxiety, they have issues, but they're encouraged because they know someone else now care about them and, and pray for them. Sure. So And they can laugh for an hour.
0: Everybody needs a laughter. And is it geared okay for all ages?
1: All ages. You know, so if you're a kid, we have uh, we have people from all over. We have people from Hong Kong. We have people from Canada, from uh, uh, Dubai, from uh, Kuwait. Uh, people are watching and responding and laughing with us. And any age, yeah, we're clean. We love. We honor the Lord with it. This is, you know, we try. We're not non-political. So whenever someone says something political, like okay, let's say that. We're open for everyone to listen, but at the end, we share the good news of Jesus with people.
0: I love it. I just love that. That is so much fun. You've got a lot going on in your life. Um, Friends, would you please do me a favor and go to NazarethUSA.com, and it's spelled N-A-Z-A-R-E-T-U-S-A.com, and look at all of the things that he's doing between his—oh, go ahead.
1: Can I buy a vowel? You forgot the "a." Oh, did I? It's n n a z a r e t h u s a dot com. You know, I'm Naz- old
0: because I got it written down that way, but my lips just weren't working, obviously. <laughs> we <laughs> got to get the it's H in, the in there.
1: They can look it in the Bible, the same spelling as the Bible. Yep, and they That's- can
0: find you there at NazarethUSA.com. They can see the books. They can see... Um, you know, your podcast that you do once a week, your nightly um, Facebook live that you're doing, that's interactive, that they can be interactive and part of that. But I just have to say, we're so blessed, sir, that you came on our show and you shared. Would you come back again sometime?
1: Anytime. We'd you- love to come back. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for going to places nobody wants to go to. Because you know what? You don't get a lot of publicity and a lot of recognition when you're you go going to prison. And some some Christian leaders, you know, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for them. But thank you for what you yes.
0: do. Yes, well, I love the women and men in prison, and I tell you, we'll be sliding into home base exhausted, and hopefully, Jesus will say, "Job well done, good and faithful servant." Nazareth, I'm going to call you up and ask you to come into prison with me, and we'll we'll uh, work with Prison Fellowship Ministries on that, ladies. Yes. Most important, do you know Jesus? Who is he to you? I really want you to ask him into your life. My name is Shug Burry, and I am the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. Until next time, you know I love you. Over and out. Hey ladies, this is Shug Burry, and I'm the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started "Him for Her" crazy testimonies, and each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony how they received Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.